Welcome into the Shy Guys Football Podcast. Before we begin, I'd like to take a moment for our salute to service. As a veteran of the United States military, it was my distinct privilege to have experienced some of the most incredible support from our civilian counterparts. From care packages while we were deployed, to programs that enable us to take care of and provide for our families with a stable foundation while we're away, and everything else that you can imagine, your support has truly been the difference. If you are looking for a way to support our troops or are someone who already has been, then I encourage you to consider some of the following nonprofit organizations. All of them make an incredible difference. Please visit thewoundedwarriorproject.com, the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society at nmcrs.org, the Special Operations Warrior Foundation at specialops.org, freedomservicedogs.org, and hopeforthewoundedwarriors.org. For those who need the help, they deserve it. Let's make sure we take care of our troops. Football fandom, welcome to the Shy Guys Football Podcast, your weekly source for fantasy football news and advice. I'm Donnie Mack. Joining me as always is Anthony McCassett. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And joining us on a fairly regular basis now, we have Peanut. Hi! Well, it's been another exciting week. We are through week 10, and we are in playoff push mode. So you guys better be keeping an eye on this show, on your lineups, because we are starting to get close. We got some exciting news for everyone. Our show is officially on Apple Podcasts now. Woohoo. So those of you who want to not see our beautiful faces, and why would you? Why would you not want to see that? <laughs> We're I mean, so on. pretty. Look at us. Look at us. So pretty. We're very so pretty. pretty. And our lovely studio with all our lovely stuff hanging around. Yeah. But if you would like to listen on Apple Podcasts, that is now available. You can go there and find us under the Shy Guys Football. I'm taking my thunder, Don. I am. I'm taking yeah. it. But, but you know what? There's some thunder for you that you can still talk about. And that is our upcoming fan giveaway. Yeah, absolutely. So with the fan uh, fan giveaway that we're running, we want to run you guys through that real quick. So just bear with me. I got to run through quite a bit of quite a bit of things. All right. We got <laughs> a jam-packed episode ready for you guys. We're super excited to bring you this one. We got some treats in store for you. You're going to love this one. Before we get into that, we do have that big announcement. Yes, we are. We are live on Apple Podcasts. We will be coming to all the other podcast platforms. So for, for all those audio-only podcast listeners... That'll be coming up for you very, very shortly. And again, we are already live on Apple Podcasts. So what does that mean for the giveaway? So with our giveaway, basically, we're just trying to promote the show, right? We need 100 subscribers on YouTube uh, for to meet our goal. And so once we get 100 subscribers on YouTube, we're going to pull for a raffle for we have a Mike Dicka signed trophy, we have a DJ Chark signed jersey, and we have a Javon the Freak Curse signed Titans jersey as well. We're going to be giving those away, pulling for three separate winners, and here's how you enter. It's really simple. All you got to do is help us promote the show. Get it? All right. <laughs> so basically, subscribe to the show on uh, on uh, YouTube, right? Take a picture of that. Email us, email us that picture. Same thing goes for Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. Take a picture of that. Send a, Email us that picture. Fan page for uh, Facebook. Sharing our posts for our weekly videos. Taking a picture of any of those things will get you entered in the contest. And also, the most important one, if you guys subscribe to Apple Podcasts and you write us a review, so take a picture of your subscription, 
and take a picture of you giving the, uh, the five-star review, and we will answer your name five times for the Apple Podcast review. Ooh. Yeah. Five, five, five entries, entries for five stars. Whoop, whoop. For sure. Exactly. It, it's huge. It's really going to help us out. And we want to continue to grow. We're, we're really getting to the point where we're expanding fast now. Oh, yeah. we're, we're, we're starting to shoot up there. So we need your support. This is a crucial time for us. Help us out and we're, we'll give you the merch. It, easy deal, right? We want to pull for this on Christmas and give a nice little Christmas giveaway. Let's do it. So following that, um, do we have any more news, Don? Did I cover everything? Did I miss anything? Well, we do have one neat little toy that we're going to be playing with on this episode, and that is our lovely little soundboard that we have loaded down with some some fun <laughs> stuff. And we're going to be showing you some of that fun stuff right now because we are about to talk about our weekly Pandora's Box segment before we get into the rest of the, the action-packed show, a fan favorite of the Pandora's Box. If it's a severed head, I'm going to be very upset. Open it. <laughs> All right, this week's in Pandora's box. What I have for you could be a little bit of a boon, could be a little bit of a burn. That's what we look we'll for in see. this. All right, after this week's week 11 bye, Danny Dimes will be a top five quarterback over the following four games and finish the season as a top 15 QB. 15? What is top he right 15. now? Uh, 22. I believe he's currently ranked 22 in the season. Mm. So quite the jump. Yep, I'm calling for it. I'm, it's going to happen. Listen, through the first five games of the season, Danny Dimes has averaged only 11, po- 11 fantasy points per game, okay? Not a lot. Uh, this guy has been a massive disappointment, but we told you that was going to happen because in our preseason breakdown before the season started, we told you do not trust the Giants. Do not draft the Giants. Wait, <laughs> trade for them later, right? Well, here's the time to start acquiring them because when you look at the breakdown, okay, over the first five games of the season, Danny Dimes was averaging only the 11 uh, fantasy points per game on Four rushes per game and 26 yards per game. That was his average, okay? Over the last five games, he's averaging 5.8 rushes per game with over 50 yards. That's a massive difference. Mm-hmm. That's a big increase. For sure. And over, his, over, those, over those last five games, his, his average has gone up to 17.4 fantasy points per game. Right? That's not bad considering he's still struggling with a pretty difficult matchup. Now, he's got Cincy, Seattle, Arizona, and Cleveland coming up next. Okay? This is he's going to push you. He can carry you through to the championship game. He will carry you to the championship game if you trust in Danny Dimes. Go get him. So, to the championship game though. Not in the championship game because they're playing Baltimore. Correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes that Just want to emphasize. That is correct. To the championship game. But yeah. hey, that's that's a pretty important thing is to get you to that. Yeah, you got to get game. to the game for sure. Yeah, right. you could stream anybody in week sixteen. Ain't nobody going to be competing for you on waivers, man. Right, exactly. <laughs> so everyone's going to be open. All right. Well, there you have our hot take, your hot take, Pandora's box, coming off of week ten. Looking forward to week eleven. We now move on to our news, notes, and injuries coming off of week ten. Post game show is brought to you by. Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. I will never get tired of that sound. Like <laughs> Neither will I. Harry Doyle. Love it. Gotta I mean, it's him. a baseball movie, but I don't care. Yeah, it's no, Harry Doyle. It's, it's still hilarious. <laughs> if we could have Bob Euchre on this show. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, well, first up on our news, notes, and injuries, uh, Sam Darnold will not be returning for week 11, continuing to be sidelined with a shoulder injury. Hey, that means Flacco gets another start against a soft matchup. With the Chargers. Yeah. 
Uh, we've also got uh, Nick Foles was carted off the field late Monday night. <laughs> he fell and hurt his butt. <laughs> Uh, the injury doesn't seem to be too severe. However, Coach Nagy says, uh, coming out of the bye, everything's on the table for which QB will start. So keep an eye on that. Things will develop. Trubisky. Trubisky. <laughs> Come on. Trubisky. Still using offensive line, babe. Yep. Uh, we've also got news. Drew Locke has a muscle strain around his ribs. Questionable to play Sunday, but it's looking positive, looking like he will play. Andy Dalton returned to practice for the Cowboys this week. I don't um, think it's going to help. <laughs> uh, Miami released running back Jordan Howard um, Also in news quarterback Jake Luton will start another game for the Jaguars Against Pittsburgh while Minshew has resumed throwing a bit uh, We've got something I'm very disappointed in uh, Drew Brees entered week 10 with at least one cracked rib Suffered multiple broken ribs and a lung issue uh, IR is not being discussed just yet. Which but... I admit is both bogus and sad. Let's see, I'm, I'm. Uh... Are we talking about the injury or the IR thing? Because it sounds like we're talking yeah, about yeah, the yeah, IR yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hit that button a little late. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no. It's it's very disappointing because Drew Brees has been carrying both of my teams. As of late, yeah, he's turned it on. As of late, yeah, obviously not. Last and being a Saints yeah. fan and a Purdue guy, I'm I'm disappointed to see him go down. My Saints, my Saints. Yeah. But I, the last thing I read was, as of right now, they're saying at least two weeks. So, <clears throat> not looking forward to that. No, I just. So, who are we trusting as the backup? So, right now, we're looking at Jameis Winston will probably get the start um, against that juicy Falcons defense. So, they haven't officially named anything, but it's kind of leaning towards Jameis and Winston. Jameson? Oh, Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> she did it. Uh, we, we were. Knew it was gonna happen. Oh, I knew I was gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, trying no. so hard not to say it. Jameis, oh, yeah. we know James. what's on your. You need a drink right now, don't you? <laughs> maybe, maybe a little one. <laughs> and I don't even drink whiskey. What is this? Yeah, no. Jameis should be good uh, against the Falcons. He should be fine if, if he does indeed get to start. The the problem is 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 how much is Taysom really going to take, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I do expect if Jameis gets to start that Taysom's going to take a little bit more snaps than usual. I, I just don't know how big that chunk's going to be. The thing about Taysom Hill, though, pay attention to your fantasy football format. There are leagues out there that list Taysom Hill as a tight end. So you can actually Ooh. play him in your tight end slot. If he's announced as the starting quarterback this week or – Really just period, based on the tight end landscape, you mm-hmm. could probably get away with picking him up and plugging him in your tight end spot in a dy- in a in a redraft league, mm-hmm. right? And get Taysom Hill's points for your tight end position. That would it's be a little cheat code. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's legal because your league allows it, right? It feels a little dirty, but <laughs> again, if it's league rules, then it applies to everybody. So it, it's on you to go capitalize on that. But, I've, I've taken advantage of that for some of the wide receiver running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen that in the past with Jalen Samuels. Yep. Was like that in the Yahoo McKissick. leagues. McKissick, McKissick's like that with the wide receiver position mm-hmm. as well. And yeah, so just take pay attention to your league format. Now, I don't believe our league does it with sleeper, but I, I want to say, I want to say it's ESPN or Yahoo that does allow Taysom Hill to be played as a tight end. So if you're if you have a league in one of those platforms, take a look. Yep. And with the way tight ends have been playing, it's not a bad deal. No, yeah, for sure. and, and, yeah. We'll, take and we are definitely going to be talking about some. Oh yeah, tight ends we got some in a tight ends. Bit. We do have some other news that you'll be interested in, you'll be happy about. Alan Lazard, expected to make his return for the Packers this week. you got to be feeling good about that. Oh, I'm ready for it. Yeah. The Lazard King. He Uh, had a tweet. He actually tweeted out with a little lizard and a little time symbol. (laughs) He's he's leaning into the nickname. He loves it. The Lazard King. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's fun. 
Uh, also nearing return, Zach Ertz. So for those of us that have Goddard on our team, even though he hasn't been looking as great as we have hoped, this makes things even worse. Fantastic. Someone else likely to return this week. We have Calvin Ridley following the bye week and that mid-foot sprain he's been dealing with. Should be back for that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, David Johnson placed on the IR with a concussion issue. Oof. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. That's not typical. No, that's I mean, granted, this is the first year we've had the three-week uh, designated to return from IR thing and all that. But even still, three to four weeks for a concussion is like the severe side. So you yeah. got to wonder what's – man. He had to have exhibited some kind of bad symptoms. I yeah. hope he's all right. Usually they're not out. Um, It'll be like four weeks if he's on the IR, right? Three. But well, he's, he was he's already, already missed one. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. yeah, it'll be a total of four. It, yeah. At a minimum, yes. Yeah. yeah. And Oof. so we'll get to the implication, fantasy implications of that in a little bit. Yep. And rounding out our news this week, Nick Boyle out for the season after a knee injury. Why are you dancing for someone's injury, man? Well, because I have Mark Andrews on my team. So whoop, whoop. <laughs> this means that maybe, possibly, he might do better because he hasn't been doing so fantastic lately. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, Cross I mean, we, we might see a resurgence with the Baltimore schedule starting to lighten up over the rest of the season for sure. Yeah. I don't right. feel so, excited about so bad about playing him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll do it for your Week 10 news, notes, and injuries. We move on to our Week 10 studs and duds, and we start with our... I'm going to do this the old-fashioned way. The two swords... And maximum effort. Oh, that's a fun one. And leading off our studs category, our quarterbacks, and at our number one spot, and I'm taking this so you don't have to say it, we have Tom Brady. And he coming up with 31.8 points. I have a drop for it somewhere, and I don't remember where I stored it. (laughs) It's It's under the the, the goat. It's under the goat, right? We got... Yeah, I put it in there somewhere. I'm sure I'll find it in a second. All right, well, I'll read through the stats real quick. So 28 of 39 for 341 and 3. Uh, he did pick up another rushing touchdown on the ground as well. Four total touchdowns. Man, this guy's just putting up the points this season. Uh, tougher matchup coming against the Los Angeles Rams coming up. The La Rams, is that is that your thing? La Rams. La Rams, La Rams. there we go. Yeah, even a blind squirrel finds a nut. Just saying. <laughs> but, it, oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I mean, he does have the Rams. Um but just, I love my boy. I love my Russell Wilson. He really is my favorite. And the Rams did just shut down Mr. Unlimited Russell Wilson. So, Yeah, you know, the Rams defense is looking sneaky good this season. I mean, they've been getting it done. They've been shutting down everybody. Uh, Jalen Ramsey just shut down DK. Uh, I mean, oh, man. And, and Leonard Floyd. Of, even Leonard Floyd's having a great season over there, which, man, that irritates the crap out of me. Do, do you have that drop? Did you find it? Yeah, you button hooked me. I didn't know you were going to button hook me. That's our Tom Brady job, the GOAT. (laughs) I'm really hoping he had a different folder. He he always seems to be upset that he missed a target, doesn't he? (laughs) He, He's always mad that somebody ran the wrong route. Yeah. I figured it works. Never him, though. Never. No, of course course. It'll happen. Well, (laughs) moving on to our number two quarterback stud of Week 10, we have Kyler Murray, who was last week's king of the moment, bringing in 30.9 Points, not bad. Going 22 of 32 for 245 yards and a touchdown. Also an interception, but am I seeing this right? 11 on the ground for 61 and two touchdowns. Unless I read it or wrote it wrong, yeah. <laughs> I don't have that memorized. I don't know, man. 
Well, not, you know, not bad at all. I mean, put. I mean, hey, sometimes if you got to take it in yourself, you take it in yourself, right? Hey, yeah, yeah. Gotta do it. I mean, uh, the numbers match up, so hey. Yeah, seeing a seeing a matchup in Week 11 against Seattle uh, on on Thursday night's game. So mm-hmm. you, by the time you're watching this show, it'll be tonight's game. We are going to be doing our best to get this episode out before <laughs> game time. Fingers crossed. Uh, and also keep in mind, uh, earlier in the season against Seattle, Kyler Murray putting up 36.1 points. That was Week Seven. So hey, maybe we'll see it again. Yeah, I mean, he's this year's Lamar Jackson, except. It's actually legitimate. <laughs> Embrace the glory. <laughs> All right, rounding out our QB studs for this week, we have Big Ben edging out Josh Allen for our final spot, 29.3 points, bringing in 27 of 46, 27 completions of 46 attempts. Ew. It was a little bit of a rough day. Yeah, however, 333 yards and four touchdowns. So you know what? You don't really have to complete a ton of passes if you're bringing in those kind of yards and the ones you do and that many touchdowns. And we're seeing Jacksonville next week. I mean, ride that wave. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yep. Go Big Ben. Yep. All right, let's talk some running backs of Week 10. Some of our stud running backs. Lead us off with number one then. Well, we'll be leading it off with our king of the moment. Ooh, we have our king of the moment. Where you get? Did you get that trap ready? You didn't get that trap ready, did you? I'm your king. Well, I didn't vote for you. You don't vote for kings. <laughs> so who is our king of the moment that earned Super it and didn't get voted on? Camario. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, no, we didn't vote on this one, but it was pretty much the clear-cut choice here. 31.3 points. Eight rushes on the ground for only 15 yards, but two TDs. Also catching seven passes on eight targets for 83 yards, and then another one. Yeah, get it. Next week against Atlanta, I see no reason why this has got to stop. Alvin Kamara has been dominating this season. Coming up next, we have Josh Jacobs. Jingleheimer Smith. (laughs) 27.6 points. Every time I see the name, I had to. (laughs) 21 carries for 112 yards and two TDs. And then another four catches out of the backfield. Look, the Raiders won this game. Every game the Raiders have won, Josh Jacobs has been great. Every game the Raiders lose, Josh Jacobs is not so great. So if you want to know what to expect from him, just try to figure out whether or not he's going to win this week, right? Well, he's got Casey coming up next. That's kind of a tough one. Yeah. They did go into Casey and dominate, and you got to figure the Chiefs are going to be coming into Vegas with a fury. So we'll see how this one plays out. But, you know, Jacobs put up over 20 points last time against them, so I I see no reason, like, you're not going to bench him, right? It's just about managing expectations. So, I mean, I would still expect double digits, so safe enough. Naeem Hines closing out our running back studs of the week with 26 points, 12 rushes for 70 yards, really efficient on the ground with oh, yeah. uh, with a touchdown yeah. as well, and then catching five targets, or I'm sorry, five receptions on six targets for 45 yards and another TD. Yeah, getting some good work back there. Well, yeah, I mean, if you, if you look at the uh, the total touches from that position from the running backs, 50%. Yeah. Alone. Yeah, he had about half the, half the touches. Single-handedly yeah. having half the touches for and the that, team. Yeah, and Wilkins and Taylor were even too. So it's like, oh, well then. Yeah, with Wilkins having his up week and then now Himes having another one. I mean, Himes has been arguably the most consistent, right? At least as of late. Um, and, and they always seem like he's got his role, the third down role secure, the third down scat back secure. So uh, we'll go more into this detail about this stuff later, but he does have Green Bay coming up. So that, uh, that'll be something to keep an eye on. Definitely a soft matchup against the Packers. Keep an eye out for later on our show. We'll tell you which ones we're looking at for that game. All right, well, that'll do it for our stud running backs of the week. Let's talk some wide receivers. We'll go over to this side of the table. 
All right, so up first, we've got MVS, um, 22.9, four for six targets, 149 yards, and a TD. And this he's got Indy coming up this week. Yeah, this is a tough one because I, I have MVS on one of my teams. And, you know, you think on, on that Green Bay team, it's one week to the next where it's a different different star coming yeah, out of that is. team. So I thought, well, previous week, week nine, big week for MVS. You figure, all right, week 10, it's going to be someone else. Really, as far as MVS is concerned, um, better it's it's better for Green Bay than it is for fantasy players mm-hmm. because you can predict it. Exactly. You can, yeah. you, and, and again, with Lazard coming back, it's going to throw a lot of wrenches in the mix. MVS will be there to help Green Bay win games and make those big plays but it's just not going to be consistent for fantasy. Yeah, he's more of like a deeper league format guy where you, you just have to plug somebody in and hope that he blows up. I mean, he's definitely a, a, a weak winner, right? Yeah. But you in a normal league, like a 10-12 team league, yeah. you're probably not going to be starting MVS because you want someone who's going to give you a guaranteed floor. Right. Yeah. Um, up next, we've got Cole Beasley, 22.4, 11 for 13 targets, 109 yards, and one touchdown. He is coming into the bye, and then after that, he's got the, how do you say it? Le Chargers? Is that how you say Le Chargers? Le Chargers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, go figure. The only two down games he's had all season are the ones I called to start him in and then doubled down on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how this rolls. You can't be right all the time. That just wouldn't be fair. <laughs> then I would just put your name on the trophy and give it back to you today. But you can't have it back yet. Yeah, why no, why we, is it going to be we, between you two? I'm here, too. I, I'm still I'm still in the playoffs. No, you're you're leading in the the redraft league, and we don't have a trophy for that league. But Win the I, Ditka trophy, making... and you can you can have that. <laughs> hey, I'm as of right now, I'm I'm still in the playoffs, <laughs> as long as I don't lose this game. All right, moving on. So next up, hey hey hey, just saying, we can actually say I called it. I called <laughs> it last week. We don't have a DeAndre Poopkins. Uh, we have a DeAndre Hopswins or Hopwins. Hop- Hopkins, Hotkins, let's go with something. Yeah. Uh, 22.2. Hopkins, yeah. Hopkins. No, hot. <laughs> hot. Oh, hot Hopkins. Hotkins. Hot. Ooh. How about hot wins? Okay. You go. Hot wins. All right. Ooh, I all like right. that one. Okay. All right. So <laughs> this is going to be a very convoluted <laughs> It's going to be all oh, over the place. Oh, God. 22.2 points. He went seven for 12. <clears throat> seven for 12 targets, 127 yards, and a touchdown. I called it. I called it. Okay. Now I'm just saying. Busted. Boomed. Probably gonna bust with some shred against Seattle though. Weakest pass defense in the league. Come I know, on, but like the trend. Your grandpa always said, right? You don't bench. You don't bench DeAndre. Well, I'm not saying to bench on. him, but just don't expect to. Doesn't really matter. Play. You're gonna play him either way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, you know, Bill O'Brien. It's just greatest GM in cards history, right? Thank you, thank you again. <laughs> <laughs> that was an incredible play. Yeah, oh, most man. definitely. All right, let's let's round this out with some tight ends and leading off number one tight end this week, the Gronk. Twelve point one points, man, on three targets, two catches. Yeah, <laughs> rolling it in. Aren't tight ends awesome? I love them. Didn't you say last week when Brady succeeds, Gronk succeeds? When Brady poops, Gronk poops. I did. Yeah, I did that. indeed. Yeah, I mean, in fifty-one yards, which is Not nice, wrong. got the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Hey, the Rams have been softer against tight ends, so I mean, I see no reason why you can't continue to roll with Gronk. He's been up more than down yeah. this uh, over the course of what uh, take out the first few games, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Hunter Henry come in next with eleven points against Miami. Uh, you know, fluke. 
<laughs> probably. Luke. Probably. I mean, the volume was nice. He got six targets, and the volume's been nice all, all season. He just hasn't been reeling in the catches, mm-hmm. right? Well, he caught 66% of them this week. Only 30 yards, though. And, that, see, and that's the problem with Hunter Henry is that his production base is so low. And this is only his second touchdown of the season. Go figure. He gets the freaking touchdown the week after I said, hey, he's only got one touchdown in the season. At this point, we just give up. He must be listening. He might have proved you wrong. <laughs> you know, that's what it was. He's one of the 20? Is, yeah. is that, is that what yeah. it is? He has like 23 subscribers, right? I think we're up to 24 now. Oh, 24. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. yeah. And then Cameron Brait, the second pirate, rounding out the uh, tight end studs of the week. 10.6 points, going 3 for 3 for 31, and one touchdown. I hate the tight end <laughs> position. Hey, so I'm just, I mean, we've got Mark Andrews, caught 7 for 9 targets, though, right? Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. 7 well, for 9. It's something to get excited about, about for that. sure. Yeah, stay, no, tuned, just, just stay tuned for that. We will talk more about that in a minute. <laughs> but before we do... We have to move on to our duds from week 10. They can't all be winners. We've got to talk about some of the losers. You're sucking my will to live. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> I got to stop laughing into the yep. mic. <laughs> and looking at some of our quarterback duds of week 10, first we want to say to those who have laid down their fantasy weeks, streaming quarterbacks, allowing us to grab the real quarterbacks, we salute you for your sacrifice. So first up in our quarterback duds, we have Nick Foles. As noted on our sheets, streaming pooper number one. <laughs> 2.4 points. He's, has been dominated. Is disgusting. He's dysfunctional. He's delicate. <laughs> Fill in the blank. He hurt his booty. <laughs> he fell down and yeah, hurt no, his it bum. A, it was a rough week for a lot of the quarterbacks that you yeah. would typically stream. Oh, yeah. We got, we got a whole list here. Yep. Uh, number two on that list, Baker Mayfield, against the Texans, who allow the 10th most passing TDs and least amount of interceptions. And what does he do? He puts up 5.4 points, 12 of 20 for 132 yards. And that's, that's it. And is going up against a matchup this coming week versus Philly, 11th against fantasy quarterbacks. It's going to be a rough one. Yeah, but at least you had, you had Chubb. Last week, and Chubb and Hunt both went off in this Ooh, game. So at least there was some kind of fantasy production. It's not just a dumpster fire over in Cleveland. There is that. Yeah. His commercials are better than he is. And rounding out our... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. The newest one is really funny. I'm sorry. I really love his commercial. Yeah, pause the show and go watch that real quick, and then... <laughs> Don't pause the show. We're talking Finish about the, show the Baker first. Mayfield commercials. Finish the show first, and... And then you can go watch it. All right, round, <laughs> rounding out our quarterback duds of week 10, we have our QB pooper of the week. And I say it like that because we have Carson Wentz, 6.7 points, which is not good in and of itself, but against the Giants, 6.7 against the Giants. The Giants. 21 of 37 <laughs> for 208 yards, two rushing attempts for four yards. I mean, what happened? Yeah, so <laughs> Wentz struggled to get the passing game going the entire game. He made a ton of bad throws and also had a lot of bad drops, too, by his receivers. It just it, it, When he was on target, his receivers weren't getting it done, and when his receivers were getting it done, he wasn't on target. It was just they were all sorts out of sync. This offense looked – I'm sorry. Uh, uh, rather, this offense looks completely out of sorts, out of whack, and the, the offensive line was just horrendous. I, what more can you say? I mean, the offense looked – pretty much as bad as Chicago and that's just not acceptable for any other team <laughs> and we at should all. know 
I know. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're talking about uh, two down weeks in a row, both before and after the bye against soft matchups. Uh, it's it's tough to trust him in the next week against Cleveland. Um, if you can get something done there, it'd be nice to be able to use him against Seattle in week 12. But that's that's if we'll have to see. It's a big if. That's a big if. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, hey, it could happen. Right. It could happen. I feel like the kid from Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> it could happen. It could Just happen. Just looking overall at the quarterbacks coming off of Week 10, there's a lot to mention that were very you know dishonorable mentions. This has just been an inverse of the previous yeah. week. We've had... I mean, week over week, how many times have I said this was an amazing quarterback Quarterbacks week? are, yeah, just dominating mm-hmm. everywhere. And this week, just, man, we had... Maybe it's the weather. Maybe the weather's starting to turn, and that's that's causing some of it. No, I mean, that's yeah. no, that's legit. That's uh, the, you, you typically see that, but not to this extreme, no. though. And we got about six people, uh, six other quarterbacks on this uh, dishonorable mentions list. We're going to skip that for now because we're going to try to condense the show a little bit. Uh, we're already running a little bit short on time. We got, like I told you, we got a jam-packed episode for you guys, man. We're going to squeeze as much content as we can. Well, then let's talk some running backs. Let's talk some running back duds of the week. Yeah, for sure. Mark Ingram picking up right where he left off, limiting J.K. Dobbins in attempts. Well, the Gus bus just doesn't seem to get quite enough face volume to be usable. Getting too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah, Mark Ingram is definitely getting up there. <laughs> He's you know, 30. He's 30. 3.9 points, 5 carries for 5 yards, 2 receptions for 24. I mean, that's some pretty decent efficient. That's like 12 yards per reception. I'll sure. take that. Just more than twice in a game. <laughs> That'd be guys. nice. Yes. Yeah. Next up versus Tennessee. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a matchup he can get it done in just like usual, but he just hasn't all season long. Sure. And so, I know. Yeah. I've been watching. <laughs> Melvin Gordon following up with 4.6 points against Las Vegas. Yeah, I told you not to start any of these Broncos backfield pieces, man. 11 for 46. I didn't I, have a choice. Yeah, no way. Hey, yeah. Is Gordon or Lindsay? Well, <laughs> I made the right choice. I followed your wonderful advice. I'm glad it didn't work out. <laughs> no, it did. He did better than Lindsay. So, I mean, well, at, least, at least there's that. But, yeah. Not by much, though. No. Uh, James Conner coming in with 5.8 points against Cincy. 13 carries for only 36 yards. What is this? Two receptions on two targets for 12 yards. Maybe even Mark Ingram was better than that. <laughs> if he doesn't mm-hmm. put up numbers in Jacksonville, I see we mutiny. What kind of mutiny? Well, you know that TP shortage that we got going on? Everyone's running out and buying that. T- that was me. I say we take it and we te- we we find out where James kind of lives and we TP the house. No, no, no. I like the spirit, but that stuff's a hot commodity right now. We can't afford to waste any of it. Yeah. Can't afford. Oh. People be walking around with dirty butts. Dude, <laughs> you gotta start this guy. I mean, some you, some someone's gotta wake this dude up. Come yeah. on, can we do something here? Well, well, I'll send him a message for you. Yeah, we'll see yeah. if that works. Get the memo. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for our dud running backs of the week. Looking at some of our wide receivers that didn't quite play how we expected. Well, first off, we want to say A.J. Green is not on this list because you shouldn't have played him anyway, but he had zero catches on five targets with an 82% snap percentage. 82%. That's nuts. Yeah, Yeah, he was out there. He thought we wouldn't see that goose, but we did. So what were you doing, playing the football or something, throwing it around like the boys? (laughs) Yeah, he was just, I I don't know what he was doing out there. (laughs) Thought he wouldn't see it, but we did. Yep, we saw it. That man is playing Gattaca. But but now on to some of the wide receivers that actually did put up points that were disappointing. Yeah. Uh, first, <clears throat> we have Travis Noham. Saying. Um, so that's, that's Travis Fulgham, wide receiver <laughs> from Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> um, I mean, he's been doing great. So I'm just going to take this as he he needed a breather. 
Okay? He's been doing ridiculous. He's tired. Yeah, he needed it. He's been tired. He's Can't been... go full ham all the time. Never no. go full ham. Right, yeah. This is a bit of an abnormal performance. Uh, and, and An abnormal offense for the last two weeks. Um, I, I think you, you don't expect this, this type of down week. Yeah, I mean, he's, he did miss a lot of those catches like I was talking about with Carson Wentz, yeah. right? That Fulgham would be one of his receivers. Yep. And, yeah, he... You, He's made those catches mm-hmm. on the reg, you know, at, up to this point. I Don't worry about it. We're just going to count this as a blip for now. I hope so. Yep. I'm still keeping him in my lineup. And next we have A.J. Brown with a giant 2.6 size dookie. <laughs> Brown dookie. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So one catch, four targets in a game where the Titans got beat like they were trying to steal the division title. Hmm. So up next, though, it's Baltimore. And then he's got Indy again. It's going to be a rough few weeks, Tanner. Mm. All right. So, moving on. <clears throat> We've got Michael Thomas, 3.7. All right. He has not been the savior we've wanted him to be. Okay. Um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it throwed me off. That's some enthusiasm. <laughs> All right. Now, we do have... All right. I'm going to... When he falls to you at the seventh pick of the draft, how do you not take <laughs> Michael Thomas? I'm just throwing that out there. Please continue. I don't blame you. <laughs> really? I got to say this name again, and you're going to throw me off right before I was going to say it. Go All ahead. right. So now he has Jameis. Son. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> Jameis. Son. Uh, he's got Jameis slinging the ball for a few weeks, so maybe that'll help. And luckily, he's got Atlanta, Denver. And then Atlanta again coming up. So, meh, 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 meh. I mean, yeah, it, it, in theory. Right, in theory. The problem is, is this is going to be a live action test. <laughs> <laughs> hope, I hope you don't get blown up. <laughs> oh, that's promising. Well, he's technically more, if not the, one of the best receivers in the game. Yeah. I mean, what DeAndre Hopkins did this past weekend that we were all, oh my God. I mean, yeah. Thomas does that all the time, too. Yeah. yeah. Julio, I mean, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill. I mean, all these guys, they're yeah. so massively talented. It, you got to think, if you can trust these other guys, you got to be able, as long as someone can get in the freaking ball mm-hmm. and he can, you know, stay healthy and be on the field, that'd be nice. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, we could talk Michael Thomas all day, but we need to talk about some of our tight end duds of the week and leading us off with disappointment. Austin Hooper, what happened? I don't one point six points against Houston. <laughs> Houston. Look, he's got Philly, Jacksonville, Tennessee coming up. Just hope this is a blip, man. Because yep. I mean, it's again tight end wasteland. Who are you going to trust? Who are you going to play? You know what I'm saying? We so should I, do that Ghostbusters yeah, we, we, thing right there. We get a call. It was leaning that way. Uh, <laughs> you you got to trust. At a certain point, you got to trust some of these guys. And with bye weeks and injuries and George Kittle not being available, because. You know, the fantasy gods hate my life. Yes. It is what it is. Hockey Lee is dropping a massive deuce this week in his hawk strap against Washington. <laughs> See, that's funny because he only had two points. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's funny. Okay, He's a I number two. <laughs> He's a number two. Yeah, well, and this will be one to watch because you can't ask for a better tight end schedule coming up. We've got this coming week at Carolina, then Houston. And then Chicago, who, despite having a fairly strong defense, have been a little soft when it comes to tight ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. definitely been susceptible. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, for sure. And Maybe won't be in the dud category in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, well, uh, we can hope. We can hope. We can hope. Yeah. 
Well, um, this, this is the chance. Like, if you can't do it with this schedule, then... Hockey League's a guy that it's definitely... Um, a lot of fantasy managers are really hoping that they can use this yeah. guy. He was one of the ones projected to take a forward, step forward this year, and he's looked good. Legit, mm-hmm. he's looked good. So if he doesn't pan out, then it it's an indictment on the process, and nobody wants to see that, right? So... Um, being that as it may, if you tried to stay in the relative flames with Evan Ingram, then you missed out on 10 points. Oh, poor you. See, that means he got two points because the max score was 12. All right. Don't got to rub it in. No, I know. I just, totally I, didn't make no, sense. No, that, that was more me acknowledging from our pre-show discussion that I just wrote that terribly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it wasn't the, the point there is it wasn't a very big tight end week. There wasn't oh. many other tight ends you could have put in place and really gained a ton of benefit from no in the process as a stardom because uh, peanut you had the numbers on this one right yeah so in in regards to him like when we say relative flames right so um he had 7.9 points but he had no tds then in week seven so week eight he went 9.5 with no tds and then week nine he went 13.3 with one touchdown so yeah and and those are actually kind of deceptively good numbers because when you look at it the tight end position is so touchdown dependent, you know, that having a floor like that with no touchdowns from the tight end position, that's actually pretty remarkable. And so the process definitely says to use them and try them and trust them. And hopefully with Cincy this week, you're going to be able to get something out of them. But, uh, man, we need, we need these guys to take the step forward that they were supposed to take. Cause it's a massive tight end draft class this year that, I'm sorry, rather, uh, the tight end class this year, as as we've mentioned a few times on the show in previous weeks, it's just so phenomenal that uh, you can't... I'm blown away that we've had all these guys just kind of dud out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, between Hurst and Kasicki and... uh, Blake Jarwin, but then he got hurt. But Dalton Schultz looked good, but then Andy Dalton came in because of Dak, and then you you got... um, Every time you say Jack, I think of the ankle. <laughs> I mean, Hunter Henry, Dallas Goddard. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, if, if you don't have Kelsey, you're not happy. That sucks, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, there you go. That'll do it for our week 10 studs and duds. We move on to a little more analysis of some of the big point players that didn't quite make those lists, the, the stud list for the week. And we're going to talk about them in a little more depth in a very, very packed trust or bust segment coming off of Week 10. Just trust me on this, okay? I think they can trust me. They can trust me. Trust me, true believer. Do you trust me? You disgust me. How can you live with yourself? You sit on a throne of lies. I love the contrast in that drop. Yeah, so there we go. We're going to talk trust. We're going to talk bust. And before we get into the list, remember, you have one more week in this three-game boom for Big Ben, we told you about before Baltimore in uh, in week before he faces Baltimore in week twelve. So have a plan for that. But in the meantime, you've got one more week. Okay. So moving on to our trust or bust list, we're going to start off with Teddy B versus Detroit, coming off of two twenty-plus performances in a row with twenty points last week against that vaunted Tampa Bay defense. Now it's a little bit iffy with his MCL sprain he suffered Sunday. Can we trust him in the soft Detroit? matchup assuming he plays of course yeah first of all i feel like i owe you a thank you for the big men part uh but yeah no i i would i would say uh definitely trust teddy b if he plays yeah i mean i also like matt stafford in this matchup though because reports are his thumb shouldn't be much of a problem anymore yeah it's gonna be the battle of the gibbies <laughs> that'll be a fun one to watch it's gonna be great oh boy let's see if anyone watch was... him actually get production too yeah yeah <laughs> 
We're going to sit here laughing at the fact that they're injured and they're going to be all gimpy and then it's going to be... Yeah, watch them be like studs be next well, week or something like... It's more of an indictment what? on the two defenses in that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, next up on our list, Justin Herbert has been showing signs that he's actually human lately. Last three weeks, we saw 23, 22, and 21. Luckily, he has the New York Jets next week at home. Can we trust him? Yeah, I say definitely trust him. Uh, we got the Jets coming up next week, and then at, following that, he's he's at Buffalo, and they've been beatable. You know, he's got New England, okay, but then Atlanta, Las Vegas, and Denver in the championship week? Come on. Yeah. Mm. I mean, the only reason why he's really in here to say, hey, don't worry about him. He's going to be good. He's going to be good for you the rest of the season. Enjoy. Okay. Well, it's it's week 11, and we said we'd wait until here to make the call on Cam Newton. 24 and a half points two weeks ago against the Jets. 16.8 last week versus Baltimore, squeaking out that rushing TD. Rest of the season, can we trust him, or do we need to move on? I forget. Is this part me? You can take the crybaby. I don't want to talk about this. Okay, okay, I'll take it. I will say um, that he does have soft matchups in four of the six remaining games, right, of the fantasy season. The Jets, if you have one of those, like, weird leagues that has 17 weeks for your championship. but the um, Jets in week 17. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, you have 17. Um, What what are you thinking on this one? I mean, I think we saw pretty much – what we needed to see, you know, I mean, following the two oddball games coming off the bye and then the, in the COVID thing and all that, you know, those were obviously just wow, otherworldly bad, right? And so it was kind of all right. Let's let this stabilize out. Let's let New England find its rhythm again and all that jazz. And yeah, I think what we're seeing is pretty much what we should expect as like Norm somewhere in the sixteen to twenty four point range. He's going to have his floor games that are going to be lower than that. He's going to have his ceiling games that are going to be higher than that. And I think for the most part, he's going to be in there. So. Yeah, I mean, I like I, I I would say trust him. I don't like him as a top five quarterback rest of the season or anything like that. No. I don't think he's I don't think he's back at that level uh, at least not with this team yet. Maybe, um, but he will probably be a quarterback one for sure. Yeah. Okay. Cry baby. Well, next up we have Alex Smith, the, the comeback lover. player of the year. We're not too old for this shit. We're, We're not, not too, too old, old for to say shit. like you believe. It. We're, We're not too old for this shit. shit. Yeah. No, definitely not too old for it. Love it. Uh, has looked pretty decent in his return to action this Comeback year. Player what, of the year, man. Yeah, what do yeah. we think, Alex Smith? So I say trust. Okay, he has definitely cemented himself as the starter for now. What talks that he could be playing for the job for next year's starter. Oh, that'd be great for him. Wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. It'd, it'd give the team time to find a, a real quarterback to transition <laughs> to as well. <laughs> Sorry, Dwayne. <laughs> All right, this one I think is gonna is gonna have a bit of a discussion here. Naheem Hines, the backfield everyone wants to know about. Seems we're getting a different 20-plus point performer every week. Naheem Hines, trust or bust? I don't want to. I mean, I'm right there with you. I, I This backfield is one of the juiciest schedules of the season, okay, for the rest of the season, minus the championship week. Okay, you've got Green Bay next, followed by Tennessee, then Houston, Las Vegas, and Houston again. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, yeah, I want a piece of that. Oh, I mean, but do you? I mean, Taylor <laughs> Taylor continues to disappoint. I mean, it look it looked like Jordan Wilkins was getting ready to take over. Then all of a sudden, it was Hines again. Who can we trust? I. That's why we're asking. Short answer is I don't think that you can necessarily trust any of them. But with numbers like these and these kind of matchups 
kind of have to, right? And so you're going to have to take your stab. You're not going to like mine. All right. Um, Heinz, looking at this backfield and looking at the pieces and trying to analyze everything and trying to say, you know, what do we believe versus the the different narratives? You know, Heinz is a third down back, and so his – uh, is Tessa bothering you down there? What's going on? She's licking my toes, and it's really weird. <laughs> yes, we. I think I failed to mention that we also have Tess, the studio dog. I, I didn't think to have the the oh yeah I lick toes sound drop. I'm <laughs> sorry, missed out on that one. But, it really freaked me out. I'm sorry. But I'm looking. I'm looking at these right, and and Hines is the third down back, and his volume is kind of the more guaranteed one. Taylor was drafted to be the running back of the future. Wilkins has looked better than he's ever looked in his career, but not by a wide margin it's more that taylor hasn't looked as good as advertised right but then he's a rookie and then we had the COVID off season but mm-hmm. then why does he keep running into the back of his own lineman <laughs> dude why are you making me answer this question no i'm i'm talking to them yeah yeah no i all right so it seems to me that heinz's big games come in every away game with a soft matchup meaning you can start him in weeks 13 and 14 so i'm st- being that I'm still not ready to say that Wilkins has supplanted Taylor as the lead dog between the tackles, I'm gonna say it's gonna be it's gonna be Taylor this week against Green Bay. And I know this is out of left field, out of nowhere with no supporting evidence. And I honestly don't even know that I recommend that you make this play, but this is my call. And I looking at the process, my process says it's gonna be Taylor this week against Green Bay. So glad this isn't me right now. <laughs> it is me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I'm gonna be eating my own words. And in <laughs> fact, I'm going to start them. Just because I'm giving that uh, take on this show. And so I'll let you know how it turns out for me next week. I'm telling you, man, we believe in our own content. We yeah. really do. This is maybe one of the scariest takes I've ever had to give <laughs> so far in our short time. Uh, but, uh, hey, uh, let's run with it. Why not? All right. There you go, fans. There was a lot of names being thrown around there. A lot of discussion <laughs> happening. Did you keep track? Did you take the notes? If not, rewind. Watch it again. <laughs> Good advice, Tom. Right, good right, advice. Yeah. Moving this forward is to why you tune in. Yeah. Advice <laughs> like this. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving forward, we have Rojo against La Rams. 24.3 points on 23 carries for 192 and a touchdown, including a 98-yard just takeoff down the runway all the way to the end zone. That's where a lot of those yards of production came in, just that 198-yard run. We were expecting Fournette to continue to see an increased role. But Rojo, trust or bust? Give me an easier one, man. I mean, you, you got to give me Rojo right after Heinz? Yes. I figured I, you needed to cool down a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, what? <laughs> man. Uh, I'll take yeah. the next one. How's that? Um, well, seeing as I don't really have an answer because what the heck? I mean, he fumbled in the beginning of the game. He had the drop pass in the beginning of the game. You're sitting there thinking... Yeah, he's not going to touch the ball the rest of the game, right? It's, it's been trending Fournette's way leading up to this game. There was no reason to think that I, everything's out the window with Arians. Uh, I'm going to say trust Busky. How about that? <laughs> We're going to go with that. Trust Busky. All right. All there right. you go. Sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Take from that what you will. All right. Now we're going to speed up a little bit. We're going to rapid fire. These should be a little bit easier, hopefully. Uh, we're going to talk uh, Devontae Booker against Kansas City. 20.8 points last week, 12.8 the week before. Is this the scenario we've been hoping to see out of Denver's backfield? Best. Best, best, best. So you don't think so? No. Because uh, who wants to trust the backup running back under Gordon? Gordon. Oi. Under Gruden's control. <laughs> I don't like Gruden. Can you tell? I, I wouldn't. No. Gruden and his cringe like shenanigans? Yes. He's. Bleh. I say bust. No. Don't. Don't. Mm-mm. Okay. I Bad juju. 
Kalen Balaj, 12.7 points last week. Two soft matchups on paper coming up. 33 carries and nine targets in the last two games. Trust the bus. Kalen Balaj. <laughs> I think you have to trust him, man. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. If you know, you know. And it's funny. If you don't know who Kalen Balaj is... Uh, just give it a whirl, see what happens. And uh, when it doesn't work, you can look back at history and find out why I'm laughing. <laughs> Go for it. All righty. Uh, Salvin Ahmed, 15.5 points with 21 carries. Going against Denver this week with Breda and Gaskin coming back soon. We have trust us. I kill you. <laughs> Sorry, every time I hear the name. Considering uh, we call you Peanut from I the know, same and, reference. And he goes, Ahmed, and I went, silence, I kill you. Like, mm. um, I say trust, but... Okay, you can trust until Brita and Gaskin are coming back soon, so keep an eye on that. Okay. Yeah, he's just a gap filler, mm-hmm. for sure. All righty. How about Damian Harris? Going to be at Houston in a juicy matchup. Finally, a New England piece we can trust other than Cam Newton. Do we even have to trust Cam Newton? Just saying? No? Okay. Uh, I do say trust. I actually have him in my lineup, and I'm actually playing him. Um, he's been great so far. Um but here's hoping that when Sonny Michelle comes back, it doesn't limit his production. My fingers are crossed right now. Okay. But I am playing right. him. I'm taking my own advice. Trust him. All right. Next, we're looking at Marvin Jones with four solid weeks in a row. Can we trust the resurrection? Yeah. yeah. I mean, with Carolina and Houston coming up, hey, why not? You know, I mean, it's it's like he realized that there was a football season going on like halfway <laughs> through. And hey, it. He woke up. He's we got signs of life. He's 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 alive. It's alive. <laughs> hey, why not go for it? Kenny Galladay's still out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. All right. Next up, Michael Pittman. Now we mentioned as a waiver ad last week, gets seven of eight for hundred and one yards. Can we trust him already? I say trust him. Okay. He's been leading the team in targets so far. Don't we always say ride the wave? Well, I I mean, not so far over the last couple of games. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Over the last couple of games. Recently. Yes. He's been, he's been, he's been the clearly dog. I I would play him over T.Y. Hilton in like, that's not even a question. Oh, I wouldn't even play T.Y. Hilton period, but I I would play Pittman. Say, haven't we heard your feelings about him before? (laughs) One or two or 50 million times. (laughs) Yep. Just, just a couple. All right. And rounding out our list in trust or bust, we have Jacoby Myers, three straight weeks over 10 points in fantasy. Four straight with at least six targets, trust or bust. Yeah. Yeah. Trust. I, trust. I mean, it's another New England piece, right? But, I, I mean, hell, he's got the volume floor. I mean, that's what you look yeah. for, right? I yeah. mean, he's getting the production. He's got the volume floor, and he's done it over three straight weeks. Yeah. Volume and talent. Isn't that what we always say? Trust yep. the talent, volume, oppor- trust. talent and opportunity. Yep. But, yes, yeah, yeah. There we go. Just volume, opportunity, same thing. All right, well, that'll that do is. it. That'll do it coming off of week 10 for our trust or bust segment. Moving forward, we take a look at some of the players going into week 11. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, you're jumping in early. You're premature Uh, there, babe. Premature. (laughs) It happens. Okay, sometimes it just happens. Yep. Well, that segment we're about to talk about, and you've already heard the first name we're going to talk about in that segment, it is our start, stash, or trash you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You know we had to give you a classic. Of course. Absolutely, and that's a fun one, So too. now that you already exposed it, I'm taking it, though. I'm taking it. Not taking my thunder about talking about him. Okay, well, so in this segment, oh. we're going we're gonna to talk about some you players that... 
Coming into week 11, you are going to start them. You are going to stash them for now, or you are going to trash them off of your lineup. And we start with Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Tua. Tua. So glad I don't have to say that name. All I right. got you. I got you back. Start. Okay. Yeah, I, man, I messed up Jameis and said Jameson. Like, I, <laughs> last week it was, what, DJ instead of DK? Like, I'm, it's a okay, thing. Okay, Boonham. Oh, joy. <laughs> nope, not going there either. What's All the right. other tough one that we struggle with? I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, oh, come on. We're go, we're, yeah, yeah, go, go, go. All we're right, already so, long on time. <laughs> start. So, solid 21.4 in Arizona two weeks ago. Modest 14.7 last week against the Chargers. But moving forward, he's got Denver, Jets, and Cincy. I mean, really? Start. Yeah, I mean, he's looked pretty solid, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Looked all right. This next one, I'll say, because you don't, you don't have to say this one this time. Jameis Winston versus Atlanta, who are last against fantasy quarterbacks. Start, stash, or trash? You can add this one. Set yeah, this so, enough. yeah, we brought this up before. Assuming Coach, uh, Coach Sean Payton declares Winston as a starter, he gets the same argument Breeze gets, basically, right? He's got Kamara to dump the ball down to, and he's got Michael Thomas to catch anything that's thrown anywhere near him. It worked for Bridgewater last year, so we've already talked about him. Keep it simple. Okay. So it's, that's a start, by the way. Gotcha. Okay. I figured with that kind of confidence, yeah. it was it was a start. All right, next up, we have Joe Flacco against La Chargers. He did put over 21 points against New England before the bye, and we got to start stash or trash here. Trash it, set it on fire, and walk away. Okay. Said. <laughs> that is Bye-bye. That is some confidence coming from that one. <laughs> Dumpster fire. Next, next up in our start stash or trash list, we talk Leonard Fournette, the other end of the Rojo conversation. Hmm. You can have this one, honey. Yeah, uh, I don't wanna. I didn't want Rojo. <laughs> I don't want this one either. Uh, Too bad. Uh, less than ten points each of the last three weeks. Look, um, I think that the answer to this question is is going to be more league dependent based than anything. And so, take a look at your waiver wire. If Lat Murray is on your waiver wire, why would you have Fournette? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, if, if you're in a league that's like, you know, running backs are that scarce and you got to hang on to every piece you can get that might see action, mm-hmm. then okay, you got your answer. I wouldn't start them. But you can either stash or trash based on the the, the outlook of your league and the, the type of format you play in. Fair enough? Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Kenyon Drake, who went for over 100 yards and has returned to action last week, sees a Week 11 matchup against Seattle. I mean, start. You get the tough one. Ha, ha, ha. I mean, how can you not start him? He is an RB1 in, for the Cardinals. Cardinals. High-powered offense. They're going to put up points against Seattle. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, 50-50 touch split last week with Edmonds, so it's like. Is anybody going to be surprised when, when Edmonds gets like six targets and Drake gets nothing? <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. You know? It's just one of those I, you you have to start him. Play and pray? Yeah. Play and pray. All right. How about Devontae Parker, who hasn't cleared 10 points since week five, but does see matchups coming up the next few weeks against Denver, the Jets, and Cincy? What do we think? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to stash because you can't trash, even though I'm calling for a, a Tua to start. Look, I like Parker. Uh, he's definitely the one in that offense, but they do have other options too. I like to spread the ball around a lot. He doesn't really hyper target anybody if you if you've watched based on the tape we have so far. And so, if anything, he seems to like the tight end position a lot. And so, I just Devontae. 
Parker right now, while Tua develops, seems to be a touchdown-dependent wide receiver. And I just don't know that I trust that this early into his career. But I do trust him to get at least uh, a baseline spreading the ball around floor play. Yeah. So All right. that's kind of where I am there. Next up, Sammy Watkins could be coming back from the bye. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is more um, impact impacts for McCole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson than, than anything. Um <laughs> Sammy Watkins doesn't even impact himself, man. Uh, trash them all. <laughs> Just, trash you, all. If Sammy Watkins is in the lineup, you can't use any of the three for now until either Hardman or Mark Robinson takes their full-on, full-fledged breakout, you know? Mm-hmm. But that hasn't happened yet. All righty. We have Noah Not-So-Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> hasn't had double-digit points since week two and coming into a week 11 matchup versus Miami. What do we think? All right. So we've been saying trust production, trust the talent. Right, so over seventy percent of snaps the last four weeks after his injury, twenty six targets over that span. Trust him. Let's let's go for it. Let's the production's not there, but the volume is. Yeah, so I, I mean, say he's got the talent. Start him. It's go really more it. on Locke than anything because Locke has been playing like. But I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things. At least it's a tight end, so it's not, you know, it's not going to kill you. Yeah, with the way tight ends have been going. Exactly. No. Yeah, you're not. What are you losing out on? Yeah, realistically. All right, and rounding out our start stash or trash segment, we have Dallas Goddard, 20 points in week one, less than six oh. points every week since sees a week 11 matchup at Cleveland. I should have never have traded. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Thank you for Hayden Hurst because yeah, he's been doing so much better for my team. Oh, honey, you're getting mm. Goddard. He's so good. Hey, I give you Zach Moss and Goddard in a dynasty league for Hayden Hurst. Come on. That's not so bad. That's not so bad. Um, Moss is going to be great. So I think we know your feelings. I mean, I'm playing him. Um, It's one of those, like you just said. Yeah. Play him and pray. Just pray. (laughs) Hope he does good. We'll see. You kind of got it. Again, tight ends. Right. I know. You kind of got it. They just hit or miss every week. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's start, stash, or trash hopefully you've had some questions that got answered in that segment and if you have any players you'd like to hear us discuss in this segment next week please get in touch with us tweet at us email us leave a comment down on the youtube channel and we will make sure to add that into next week's show moving right along and this is late in the season but there's Mm -hmm. still chance to pick up some players in our deep diver Waiver wire segment. I think I'm gonna get my ass kicked, sir. I don't think like that. Damn it to hell, don't go by the book. Think like a pirate. Little little bit of down periscope for you. I, I'm a I'm a sailor, man. Come on, you know I was gonna use that movie. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's a great movie. <laughs> by the way, I noted I rem- I realized what the like the way that you talk your cadence, I realized what it reminded me of. The the robot voice from Portal. <laughs> The eat cake thing, the song. Have you Glados? You know yeah, Glados. So yeah. you know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> all right, I love it. Okay. Anyway, well, all right then. Then I know what other drop-ins we've got to add in <laughs> for future. I love weeks. it. Wait, did we get like peanut drop-ins then too? Because peanut, peanut. Oh yeah, sure. we'll do. We're gonna be getting. We are bringing. We are bringing our entertainment game. We are gonna make you all very sick of this neat little tool we've got, but we are having fun with it. I love this thing. 
this thing has been an absolute riot. You know what? Let's talk some fantasy football. How about that? Oh, we're let's, back to that. Yeah, we okay. have a show to do. It, let's let's you do know, our we're show. Gonna, we're going to step through the rest of this real quick. I can see what's yeah. left. We're going to step through this real quick. Yeah, and the wall needs will be pretty quick here, talking about some of our deep divers, because there aren't that many. Um, talking about our quarterbacks first. These are your streaming options. We've got uh, up first, Captain Kirk sees the next three weeks of Dallas, Carolina, and Jacksonville. Uh, last two games have been 20.8 and 18.5. That 18.5 coming against a very tough Bears defense. So not not a bad choice. We also have Alex Smith against Cincy. Uh, and then we've got Teddy B, Matthew Stafford. We talked about that earlier. Uh, both streaming options this week should be make for an interesting game. Yeah, keep in mind, still gimpy. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, let's talk some running back waiver wire targets for the coming week. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we would be remiss if we did not bring up Duke Johnson. Right? Right. Make sure you're checking your wire for Duke Johnson because you can definitely play him over the next three weeks. Um, you know, the next game next week should be like a floor play, but he should have a solid floor, and the running back landscape is so thin. Uh, following that, he should be just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kalen Balaj, running back for the Los Angeles Chargers, as we mentioned before. LaMichael Pirine is a name I want you to take a look at. He may actually be on your wire. A waiver wire coming off a of bye week and two consecutive down performances. Uh, it's it's very likely that somebody dropped him. He could volume himself into fantasy relevance. Um, and then keep an eye on Rashad Penny as well. Running back for Seattle, coming back from the pup list, hopefully soon. That could answer all of Seattle's running back woes. All right, at the risk of sounding like a noob, what is pup? Physically unable to perform. It, it's it's based on the preseason injury that uh, Rashad Penny had coming into the year. I think it was a torn ACL from the end of last I, I think year. Right. Gotcha. I think is what it was. Yeah, and so yeah, it just means I've never physically heard unable. Before, so it was like yeah, what's yeah physically unable unable to perform. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, well there you go for some running backs. Let's take a look at some of our potential wide receiver waiver wire targets. All right, we got Keelan Cole, uh, wide receiver for Jackson. Just beware. Oh God, Chenault. Is coming back from injury, so Nailed keep it. an eye on that. I did. Yay. I got one right. She couldn't okay. say Chenault. Well, you know, some of these names are, you hear them, you can say them, no problem. You see them written down, you're like, what, what is that? that? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, is it really that easy? Yeah. Um, next, we have... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Really? That, this is the one is you're going to get... <laughs> of all <No>. names. <laughs> I got distracted. All right. We got Denzel Mims, wide receiver for the Denzel. Jets. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh hasn't seen less than 80% of snaps since week seven. So there's that. I and mean, then we have wide receivers. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. This draft class as advertised. Mm-hmm. Um, last, there is a disclaimer that comes with this. So we have Jalen Guyton. Okay. Uh, wide receiver for the chargers. Um, now keep an eye on him. Okay. If you have room on your bench, stash him. Okay. If you don't have room, just keep an eye on him. Um, Let the waiver be your bench. Yeah. You know, he's not somebody that we're saying to pick up right this second. We're saying if you got the room. I mean, he could pop at any moment. Exactly. I'm I'm, I'm definitely saying keep an eye on this kid because he's flashing and he's starting to get a little bit more volume. Now, we'll see if there's any consistency to that volume. You know, that's what we want to wait and see. And that's why Mm -hmm. he's you pay pay attention to him on the waiver wire. But if if you want to take an early shot, if you're just really hurting that wide receiver and you got the space. Mm-hmm. This is a guy to keep. A, He's keep been part of the scheme all season, so it's he has been more with Keenan Allen ahead of him and Mike yep. Williams, and then you got the running backs catching passes of the backfield, and then you got Hunter Henry. It's just it's a little much, and so mm-hmm. it's just keep an eye on it, mm-hmm. see what his volume floor gets to be. All right, and rounding us out in our deep diver uh, deep diver waiver wire targets category, we have another stream position: our tight ends. And is there anyone to get excited about coming into Week Eleven? 
Yeah, no, there's a few names that you can use okay. this week. Absolutely. Uh, Jared that? Cook, I got at Atlanta. I mean, if he's still technically considered a streamer, he might be because he's kind of been in and out and he's had some injury stuff going on over the last few weeks. And so uh, Logan Thomas versus Cincy, if not, at, hey, Logan Thomas would be a great play against Cincy this week. I mean, Alex Smith does love his tight ends. Yes, he does. And Dalton Schultz at Minnesota, if you're feeling frisky. Again, we're talking about tight ends, though. So. Right. No, like Bear I said, us. if you're feeling frisky. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. Going into week 11, your waiver wire deep dive targets that you might be able to check out, see if any one of those names are available. You heard the advice here and who to keep an eye out for. We move right along for you daily fantasy players, you gamblers, our DFS smash plays. I've gambled week. away more money than you'll ever understand. Try me. $22,600. Oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, my God! So hopefully you DFS players aren't there out there aren't losing that kind of money. You're not if you're listening to me. If you're listening to us, you're going to make that kind of money. So we've got some we quick DFS. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, buddy. Well, okay, maybe $23 instead of 23000 I said doll hairs. Yeah. Got a little Joe Dirt in there. Well, if you do win some money, we want to hear about it. Hear about it. Let us know what kind of money you guys are putting on the line. What kind of money you're winning because of what we're about to tell you right here. We've got some Week 11 DFS smash plays. Why don't you give them to us? For sure. At the quarterback position, please, it's Kyler. Against Seattle, are you kidding me? If you want the value play, I'm going to have you take a shot in the dark. It's with a shotgun, but it's still a shot in the dark. Alex Smith against Cincy. He's been looking good in Mm -hmm. two games in a row over 300 yards. That's like... That might be the first time he's done that in his entire career. Uh, for running back, DeAndre Swift continue, will continue to be on his tear in uh, Carolina. And uh, if you want to take the low-cost shot on Taylor this week, uh, they're the kind of plays that can catapult you in DFS. You are really liking the rookies, aren't you? This week. Rookies, rookies. Yeah, I like the rookies this week. Uh, I also like Tyree Kill as the wide receiver stud of the week in Vegas or Michael Pittman as the dark horse play in Green Bay. Or versus Green Bay. I think he's at home this week. Uh, and then the tight ends you want to be looking at is Mark Andrews and, or I should say, are Mark Andrews and Eric Ebron against Jacksonville. Well, there you go. DFS players out there in the football fandom, go place those wagers, build your teams, and get ready to win some money in Week 11. Well, that sound means our show is coming close to the end. And, of course, we have to round that out, being the Shy Guys, with our hometown corner, Chicago Bears. Anthony, take it away. Cool. After a promising start following the first play of the, the first play interception, the Bears' offense actually looks pretty good. <laughs> they looked productive for the first few drives under Bill Lazor, the uh, calling mm-hmm. plays, right? But they struggled in the red zone, and the offense ultimately failed to produce any actual points all womp, game. Womp, womp. Yeah. Look, the pressure got to Foles, and it was just all downhill from there. Uh, now, it's the familiar self-scout coach speak that we've heard every time the offense fails to get the job done. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> downhill, because he fell in his butt and hurt. <laughs> you are milking that one. I really am. Milking I'm really it. hoping milking that, it. like, magically, it's just way worse than it, they're thinking, <laughs> and we put Trubisky back in. No, I think they, so. they've already come out and said it's, 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 it's better than they thought it was going to be. I think they thought it was going to be like a fracture, like a hip fracture or something like that. 
He was in pain. Dreams man. can happen. Dreams <laughs> can happen. I mean, it's kind of the scenario that I laid out preseason. I said the most likely scenario that I see is that Mitch starts the first three to four games. They bench him for Foles because Nagy wants to get the guy that can run his scheme. Foles looks like a guy that can run the scheme but doesn't get the job done enough from an execution level. And then eventually will either get hurt or get benched, give Chubisky a chance to get the job back towards the end of the season. And then it's going to be based on what Mitch does from there. That's the that's the scenario that I laid out preseason. And so... We'll see how it plays out. Now, I mean, uh, Foles looks like he won't be injured. I, to be honest with you, I don't really think that I expect uh, Trubisky to be named the starter coming out of the bye week, but um, it is a possibility. So let me just run through this real quick. The, you know, the bye week comes at a great time to give us this team it's it's get it give this team a chance to catch its bearings following losing the must-win game against Minnesota, mm-hmm. making it four in a row. I mean, like, look, we knew they were probably going to lose the, the three that they did, right? The Minnesota, they needed to win that game going into mm-hmm. the buying and coming out to play Green Bay, right? And so, look, playoff dreams are starting to wane, and Coach Nagy isn't ruling out isn't ruling out the possibility of seeing Trubisky return to the helm following the bye. As the coach put it regarding the question, when you lose four games in a row, it's all on the table. Everything's out there. So, look, going into week 12, they'll be they'll be facing the Packers in a game where they need to dominate if they want to get their season back on track. And so this this is the game that will they need to take control of their own destiny. And if they show up and they come out roaring out of this bye, man, it'll be one of those miracles that we watch this game for, you know? Like one of the ones that, that draws the fans in and just the one like the, the miracle that hits everybody's mm-hmm. hearts and, you know, just captures the fans and removes all doubt the stage is set for these guys to come out and really take charge of their season coming out of this bye week i know they have their injuries injuries but they have the talent to do it they've got to get their act together yeah mm-hmm. i mean you're saying the stage is set the stage is set for excitement or disappointment ah, fake laugh hiding real pain yeah yeah no it's, it's gonna be the disappointment let's be real here but Miracles happen? Hey, Miracles this happen? is why football is good, because it gives you hope. And you need to have hope. Especially this year. We need it's, something to believe in. I was going, yeah, with the COVID, yeah. I feel like sure. this is where that baby Yoda meme comes in. Oh, waiting to get my soul, my soul crushed? Yeah. Be a dollar editing. You want me to throw that in yeah, again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. All right, well, bringing uh, our hometown a- corner to a close, and also our show to a close... I want you to, before we go, be aware of the bye weeks going to week 11. We've got the 49ers, we've got the Giants, we've got Chicago, and we've got Buffalo. Well, that'll do it for week 10, episode 10 of the Shy Guys football podcast. We want to thank you all for watching. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can leave a comment down below on our YouTube channel. You can send us a tweet at shyguysfootball on Twitter. You can shoot us an email, shyguysfootball at gmail.com. You can also listen to the show now on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you go there and you leave us a lovely five-star review. Like and share on YouTube. Check out our Facebook fan page and make sure you follow that and share the content there because that is going to get you entered into our fan giveaway for some of our lovely swag to add to your little corner of your house, your NFL corner for all you football fans. We want to wish you the best of luck going into week 11 with all of your trades and all of your waiver wire pickups. Hey, it's it's playoff push time, so you really got to start paying attention. Until then, we'll see you. It's crunch time. Keep with us. We'll get you there. Bye. Peace out. Bye.
Lucia. 